ladies and gentlemen, What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green, Keith Brett Ferry, and Brett, Arizona is no longer undefeated on this season. That uh, that dream lasted all of one week. So, you know. It was a glorious week, Adam. <laughs> it was. What a week that was. We'll, we'll never forget the week where Arizona football was 1-0, but they are now 1-1. The loss to Mississippi State, we each predicted a loss. Um, Arizona, the final score is 39-17. And I don't know if it was closer than that or not as close as that or about the right score because Arizona was in the game. Jerry and Delore did not play well through three interceptions. The offense struggled. The defense hung in there as long as it could. But, you know, I, I left that game thinking I wasn't terribly upset. You know, and I, I told you after the game, but I'm like, it reminded me of last year in that Arizona was good enough to hang for three quarters, didn't have enough to win the game. Only, unlike last year, it was like a higher level of competition, you know, and yet coming up short. Like that, that's kind of how I saw this one. I think part of it is that I think this game, you know, neither uh, exceeded nor fell short of expectations. It was pretty in line with our expectations, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mississippi State, I think the more, <laughs> the interesting question is how good they really are because they looked like a really solid team and, you know, some of the advanced metrics showed them as being good and they, that showed up, you know, in, in the game, you know, they were very efficient on offense. Will Rogers was, you know, he was never, re- even when he was under pressure, he was never really rattled. Uh, you know, he made great decisions. Arizona blitzed him. He looked great against the blitz. He read the defense. Well, moved the ball around. They dominated the clock, which is exactly what they wanted to do. And then, you know, the Mississippi state defense just, put a whole block on the Arizona running game aside from the one, the one run that uh, I know we were at the game together and it, you didn't get to see it, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I'm never uh, getting you beer again. Well, the more insulting thing is that it was not in the recording later. So you couldn't see it then either. But, <laughs> it uh, wasn't because they picked up the game. Like, at least I get to watch it on there. Nope. That did not, even, but I assume it happened. I, I heard it happen. I mean, aside from that one run, I think like the average yards per carry was like one yard. And that was, I, th- I think I saw somewhere it was the lowest um, number of carry attempts, uh, you know, in the Jed Fish era or like the second. So lowest. lowest, yeah. Um, you know, and that just kind of takes Arizona out of what they want to do. And Mississippi State gets out to a lead and then they kind of control the run game. They control the clock. And that's what they do. They methodically picked Arizona apart. And Arizona, while they clearly look improved, from last year or, or the year before uh, Mississippi state is just that even if they're a mid tier sec team, it's just a different level of talent. And the thing that I think that really stuck out to me uh, in the performance and like, you know, I've heard people talking about is, was the Arizona staff. I mean, I mean, Arizona has got what 50 freshmen on this roster and like seven seniors. Uh, Mississippi state has, you know, juniors and seniors at every one of those spots in third year with Mike Leach, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you saw that that maturity both physically and like in preparedness. And I, I don't think that's coaching. I think that's just a, a more mature team showing up on the field. And so the game kind of went according to what we expected. And 
you know, you, you kind of learn from it and move on. Yeah. Well, what you learn, I think, is so much that you're not on that level. And like you mentioned, we don't know how good Mississippi State is, but we do know that I, mean, I think Sagarin had him like 11th right now in the country. You know, right. they're not a top 25 team, but they are. And it's only two games in. I understand that. But they are looked at as a team that's probably pretty solid. You know, and I would think even a middling SEC team should be significantly better than where Arizona is right now in the rebuild. Not to say that you don't want Arizona to get to that point to where they're winning that game at home. And if a play, I mean, they, Jane Dolores third interception, Arizona was driving down eight early in the fourth quarter. They were at the Mississippi State like 30 yard line. And it was a quick pass. Didn't get the hands on the line, defensive lineman who goes up, bats the pass up and intercepts it. That was very much reminiscent of last season, you know, <laughs> where it wasn't necessarily a horrible decision. It was just a real, like a good play by the defense at the most inopportune time. And it just was backbreaking. Like that was the game right there. You know, so it's not like Arizona played a good game and we knew they would have to play a really good game to beat Mississippi State. They didn't. So they didn't. And like, what do you learn from that? Well, you just got to play better against good opponents, right? Like if they they played a pretty clean game, I didn't mean a clean game against San Diego State and they won comfortably. They made plays. This game, they did. Now, there's a lot of people who are talking about Delora after this game, especially how he needs to run the ball more. And certainly it looked like there were at least a few moments where it's like, yeah, just take off and run. Pick up seven, eight yards, nine yards. Like, it's there for you. Why are you trying to throw the ball? But the one thing I do like about Delora, too, is that he keeps his eyes downfield. He wants to be a passer. He's not a run-first quarterback. He is a pass-first quarterback. But he didn't have a great game. He had stretches where he was inaccurate. But he also made some throws, and he also made some plays. So I'm certainly not down on him after that one. Like, for him, it's a good learning experience. But I think for yeah. Arizona and other, a lot of people saying, like, no Fita came in in the fourth quarter, last drive. Good decision by Jed Fish. Led a pretty good drive. Also fell short. But Jaden Delora is the guy, and there's nothing that happened in that game against Mississippi State that makes me think otherwise. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think the, the learning experience for Jaden Delora is a, a good point. And the, the other thing that I think we took, I, I took out of this game uh, with regard to Delora is the guy doesn't uh, panic under pressure particularly, um, and he actually is pretty good at moving around in the pocket. That one ridiculous long felt like five minute long scramble that resulted in one of the long interceptions. Yeah, the first um, interception. <laughs> you know, it was. What did Jed Fish say? It was, oh, bad, bad, good, 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 right. bad. No, no, oh, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. <laughs> um, and like to to Jaden Delores in in Jaden Delores' defense, um, he wasn't not running for his life under pressure a lot of that game. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it was. He, I don't think he got sacked that often, but just you twice. know he. Yeah, but there's you know, in a in a in a past Arizona roster, that quarterback is getting a different quarterback is getting sacked a lot. He's trying to understand, you know, a new offense and understanding where he can do uh, do better to optimize. And I think on the other end, there was a big learning experience. I know I I watched a couple of the plays where some of the young receivers I think got some lessons. And I think T Mac got a penalty for coming back in to try to make a catch after he got forced out of bounds. I think that was a new level of physicality for, for T-Mac that he's just not experienced. You know, he's used to bullying kids in, in, in high school, um, you know, because he's relatively big for high school. And it's probably a good preparation for, for some of the games that are going to be coming up to close out non-conference as we, as we, as we move into the Pac-12 to see how he and the other receivers learn to deal with that physicality, um, not just in running routes, but in, you know, uh, you know, if the receivers aren't blocking, it's not going to help the run game either. Mm -hmm. No, a lot of this game flow did not go, other than getting the first drive touchdown, the game flow did not go Arizona's favor, right? Like, we want to see, like, they want to run the ball. 
they want to run to set up the pass and when everything works i get it that's what makes me intrigued about this upcoming game too that they have is because it seems like the type of game where if they can get that early lead they can really try to pound the ball and they're playing an opponent who's not built to come back conversely Mississippi State, you knew like the first half, it seemed like they were just going to keep scoring. There was every time they got the ball, they were moving down the field. To Johnny Nansen's credit and his defense's credit, they stiffened up in this game. It wasn't a game like the typical Mike Leach air raid where they're dropping 55 points on Arizona. You know, they got to 39 and it it, it took work. Like it took a lot of help from Arizona's offense with the turnovers. Like the defense kept Arizona the game, got a couple turnovers of its own. And also like they did what they needed to do. That's why it reminded me of last year. Whereas the defense kept them in the game, the offense didn't have enough. And I don't look at this as the offense not having enough because they're not capable. I just look at them playing a superior opponent who is just able to make those plays. A third year in Mike Leach, that, that system. Like, they're more experienced. They're older. They know what they're doing. Whereas Arizona, like, yeah, next year, year three under Jed Fish should be that much better. You know, like, we're expecting that. This is a Mississippi State team that the first couple of years of Mike Leach hasn't been that great but they're building, building, and building. And now it's year three when people say you can finally judge a coach what they're doing year three. Well, that's where they're at right now. And they might, they should have the best team since Mike Leach got there. And they were solid. They looked like a pretty good team with good athletes who can make life tougher on Arizona. So was it a great experience for Arizona's players? Absolutely. To your point, Brett, because that might be one of the top three teams Arizona plays all season right there. And at least talent wise, with the size, the skill, the speed, all that stuff. So are they a better team for having played that game? Absolutely. But in terms of otherwise, like big picture stuff from that one, you know, I don't, I don't take too much out of it. I really don't. No, I, th- I think the, the defense stiffening up is a good call out as well, because they kept, they kept fighting even as, and, and, you know, kept, I don't think they gave up a play still over 20 yards. Nope. Um, and granted that, you know, the, the way it works in the air raid isn't necessarily that it's deep passes, but you got to tackle well, right? Um, and you, some guys made some, you know, uh, some man-sized plays like Jackson Turner with that strip uh, fumble forced. You know, that was that was just all effort, right? Um, and there was there was other things that I thought thought was very heartening. Um, uh, it was uh, was it Jonah Coleman that ran down one of the picks that should have been a pick six? Yeah, the the third um, pick, the third interception, the one that basically ended the game. Yeah, like you know. Those are small things, but they tell you a lot about the culture on the team and the and where the effort is and what they're you know the directionality of where this program is going. And these are the you know these are relatively young guys playing, and we'll see how they put it into play uh, as the season progresses. Yeah, one thing, one quick note here before we move on to our guest to talk North Dakota State is how you mentioned Brett during the game, and you can see like this is a confident football team. You know, they've won two games under this head coach, but they keep battling because they think they're going to win. They believe they can win. And I think that's something where it may not have been the case last season, but I, I think that comes from Jaden Delora to start off because when you see a guy like that, he's battling. He's running away from defenders, you know, avoiding sacks and just playing hard throughout his time there. Does he make mistakes? Yeah, but he's he doesn't he doesn't give up on a play. You know, sometimes you wish he would, but he doesn't give up on a play. And you have leadership like that. You have a Jonah Coleman chasing someone. That's a true freshman, you know, chasing a guy down late in this game where it's like, well, they're probably going to score anyway because I think he tackled him like the four-yard line or something like that. It's like, oh, they're probably going to score anyway, but you do what you can to make that play the best you can. And, you know, hopefully they keep that that confidence because that'll carry them a long way because, yeah, they haven't won a lot, but not just believing they can win, but knowing they can win will help them in some close games because 
you know, Jay Delora doesn't get that third ball intercepted. They're driving. If they score a touchdown there, maybe they get the two the two point conversion and tie the game. Maybe they don't get the two point conversion, but they're still within a field goal now. Who knows what happens in that game? You know, like that that yeah. moment, Mississippi State made the play. Arizona did not, and that's the difference potentially in that football game. That result, despite the final score. So, you know, <laughs> I, it would have been nice to see Arizona win the game, but that they lost was not a surprise. And nor I think is it any reason to be particularly down on this team or this season. I think that's fair. And yeah, I think I think your point is well taken where I think Arizona, the roster in general and the coaching staff, like you, to paraphrase what you said, it's they don't just think they have a chance to beat anybody. I think they go in expecting if they play their best, they will beat anybody, no matter how good they are. And you saw that even how they approached that, you know, they attacked the line of scrimmage a few times and then made a big mistake and gave up a turnover. Right. But they were like, they were itching and ready to go. Like, you know, there's a, there's a body language there that, that hopefully uh, carries through as the season goes and and allows them to learn from this. Yeah, for sure. Well, as the season continues, Arizona plays the last of its non-conference games. It's North Dakota State University, an FCS school that is not your normal FCS school. We're going to talk to Jeff Kolpak, who covers North Dakota State for Forum Communications after the break. All right, welcome back to Wildcat Radio 2.0. We are joined by Jeff Kolpak, who covers North Dakota State for Forum Communications. You do a great job as a beat reporter for North Dakota State University. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So we're excited to talk to you because this is a matchup that I think a lot of Arizona fans are looking at and saying, why is this on the schedule? North Dakota State's won nine of the last 11 championships in their division. It's just like, this is a really good football program, but it is an FCS school. Like, what? What is North Dakota State? Who is North Dakota State? What makes them so good? Well, first, I have to wonder about a lot of your fan base has probably had to look at a map where North Dakota State was, because <laughs> we are uh, up here by the Canadian border. You know, the closest major city is Winnipeg, Canada, you know, and then you probably got Minneapolis a little further than that. But um, I, I think it's a two-way street. There, there's a certain anonymity about this school and its geography and you know, and, and it's FCS stature. But that being said, I don't think you can sleep on that either because uh, it's been, what, since 1965 was their first national title and they have 17 in all, granted lower divisions. And that's, um, I think there's a certain guy because of geography. I, I really believe that. I just, you know, uh, you're recruited at Arizona to beat USC, UCLA, Arizona guys. So I think there's some education to be done by, uh, the coaching staff when they when they face them yeah because obviously they're not a pac-12 school and there is something to be said for arizona recruits the pac-12 it's jed fish's second year he had his first full recruiting class so there's a certain style of athlete that arizona does recruit has recruited and probably will recruit down the road north dakota state i imagine they're looking for a different type of player like what type of player is a north dakota state bison well i think the general formula and that's a great question because uh, they get a lot of their linemen really from just the tri-state area. Most of their teams from Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota. I would say, what, 75% of their team is from there. But they do get into Florida. Christian Watson from Tampa was a second-round draft choice of of uh, Green Bay this year. Dropped a you know 75-yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers on the first play of the game against the Vikes. But uh, they do get athletes. And what, what they do is what they do better than anybody else at least at the FCS, and it's been proven they've won nine of the last 11 national titles. They recruit better than anybody else. And, and you know, how, how do you do that? I don't know. It's not an exact science. But I think they have a knack for um, – and it started – I don't want to get rambling too much, but it started in 
2009 when Craig Bowling uh, went three and eight. And he just went to his coaches and said, we got to stop taking these guys who are the highest stars, the biggest accolades. Let's go walk the halls and ask the janitors. Let's ask the secretary. Is this a good kid or is he a jackass? Like, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know if I could swear or not. It's you know, the internet. You're good. If, yeah. Is, it, is he an effing trouble or is he a good guy? And, and so they started asking those questions and, and started eliminating kids really that were probably good athletes, but uh, had the penchant to maybe get in trouble or had red flags here and there. And for whatever reason, they, they did, they got uh, just better kids because of that and had a couple of good classes and it's taken off from there. And uh, so that's number one, number two, as an FCS program, and they're real, they've had really good offensive lines. I mean, uh, Billy Turner's in the NFL, Joe Haggs in the NFL, Dylan Radins is in the NFL. Um, you know, Cordell Volson last year's in the NFL. I think Cody Mock, the left tackle this year, is going to get in the NFL. Um, what they do is they can find kids who, say, out of high school, are 6'6". This is Joe Haggs' case. You know, he played with Tampa, Indianapolis. Joe Hag was 6'6", 240 maybe out of high school, offensive lineman. Well, you can give him a half ride, okay, and say maybe he'll develop. Whereas in Arizona, I mean, everything's a full ride at 85. So do you give a – I mean, do you take chances on guys like that? Probably not. But NDSU is able to. So Joe Hag now is 6'6", 305, and one of the best linemen in, in, in the country. So um, you're able to do that. You're able to take more chances on guys who you think will develop later on. And I, I think that's stuff that FBS cannot do. So, Jeff, beyond just kind of recruiting and developing that talent at a level that's, you know, almost unheard of for an FCS program uh, to, to lead to some of the success that North Dakota State has had, uh, what, do, what do they do on the field that has made them so successful against their opponents and so consistently great? Yeah, well, they're consistent. I mean, and it's just tough guy football. When you guys see them on Saturday – it's not going to blow you away by any means. It just seems like it's basic stuff, okay? You got the fullback. You got the tailback. You got the tight end. You know, they, they, they do some motions and stuff, but you're not going to see the fly sweep, the reverses, you know. You're not going to see Jaden Delora type stuff where he's running all over the place and escaping rushes and, and doing all that exciting stuff. It's it's really just basic football. It's all better than most teams you're you're bigger stronger faster it's it's not rocket science i i wish i could give you a great answer but there really isn't one other than they just play really good basic football but you know they are hard nosed at it and a lot of teams these days do not want to go four quarters of real hard physical football it's not the nature right we want to fly it all over the place and and run it all over the place and and and, you know put five wide I, i think ndsu sticks to old school football and, and some teams just don't want to play that anymore. Yeah, I wonder too, because the idea of just do what you do, play good, solid, fundamental football with above average athletes, that would seem to work obviously at the FCS level and it has worked, but yet North Dakota State's had success against, you know, big time programs too at the FBS level. Of course, I think starting what about like last six games against upper division, they've won. I understand those aren't necessarily the best teams FBS has to offer, but still you'd think that, you need superior athletes, superior talent to win that consistently against the upper division. Yet North Dakota state has found a way to do that. I kind of curious, what do you attribute that success to? Yeah, they're nine and three against the FBS, which is kind of remarkable. And I, I think all 12 have a similar look to me in that the, 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 okay, the FBS, you know, has bigger 
I mean, just sleeker athletes, right? I swear in most games, there's been like a, a long, big play right at the FBS school. You know, Iowa State went out 14-0. K-State K got Tyler Lockett long. Colorado State had this uh, Crockett Gilmore 6 storm. They stick to their guns. They, they, they play. They get back to their West Coast offense, which is a physical offense. And it's it's the power running game, and they stick to that, and eventually wear things down. I mean, in, in 2016, that was their last. F Nobody will play them anymore. I don't know why Arizona right. actually wanted this game, but uh, in 2016, when they're playing Iowa, that was their last FBS game. Uh, the Bison dominated the fourth quarter at the offense in the, in, the, in the interior. Just absolutely dominated the Hawkeyes. Won the game on a last second field goal. Um, you know they weathered the storm, and that was a team that had. You know, uh, C.J. Beathard at quarterback, uh, uh, George Kittle at tight end. I mean, there were some good players on that team. And plus, there's a and I, like I, I alluded to earlier, there's just a certain inherent underestimation factor of a team from North Dakota. There just is. I mean, like I said, we're we're geographically isolated up here. You know, there's we're we're, we're the geographical center of North America for God's sakes. I mean, it's, there's really nothing around here. Well, uh, I, I think it's safe to say, uh, speaking for Arizona fans, we're 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 not going to underestimate NDSU at all, nor should we as a team. That's yeah, you losing in Northern Arizona might have did that. <laughs> but you know, you you've talked about a little bit of the the style of play, and you know what the Arizona fans that are listening are going to expect to see out there, where it's hard nosed football. If you look at the stats in the last, uh, in the, at least to start the season, it's a lot of. You know, you mentioned it, the power running game uh, and not a lot of passing is, you know, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a surprise. Is that how NDSU beats you? And are there certain guys that Arizona fans should look out for, especially in the in the rushing attack? Yeah, good point, Brett. I mean, they're not going to, you know, they're going to throw a lot of surprises at you. It just, uh, uh, like I said, it just looks basic football at its at its most basic, if I could, you know, repeat that word. Uh, I, the fullback's good, man. Hunter Lipke, I think he's going to get drafted in the later rounds. He's uh, to me, he looks like a Mike Allstutt type of guy, if you remember him from Tampa. Um, really, he's like 235 and and just has a, has a movement about him in the backfield. I, uh, maybe you'll get a chance to see it. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, the tight end is um, Noah Gindorf. He's 6'6", 265, 270. I think he has a chance to get drafted. He was going to go to the Senior Bowl last year and the College Football All-Star Game, Collegiate All-Star Bowl. Uh, but he broke his foot in the playoffs, and so he came back another year. And um, and the left tackle, like I said, Cody Malk, I think he has a chance to get drafted to in the later rounds. So, um, you know, the, NDSU has 15 guys on NFL rosters right now, you know, whether they're active or in the practice squad. That's 15. That's pretty good. I mean, you could say all you want about basic football, but they, they, they get some players up here too. I mean, all this, all this talk about, 270 pound tight ends and fullbacks it's, it's it's like you're flirting with me jeff but uh <laughs> yeah. you know uh, you, you know we've talked a lot about uh ndsu on offense but what about on the de defensive side of the ball how do they how do they kind of scheme and how do they approach oh and monty kiffin and all those guys um it's it's a, it's, it's a it's a change a little bit over the years but basically uh, you know the tampa two is two deep safeties um give your corner some help and then ho hope you have your linemen and linebackers fill the gaps. I mean, uh, I don't know if they're as good as they were last year. Last year, they led the SCS in scoring defense. Uh, they lost their best defensive tackle last year to a, or last week 
to a broken fibula. Eli Moe starts his name. That's a huge loss, guys. Huge. That guy was an All-American type of player. So uh, that that could hurt him on, on Saturday. I mean, dude, they rotate a lot of guys on the line. Linebackers a question mark. Lost two guys from last year, one to the portal for deep there. Um, you know, they, they won't get fooled. They could get beat. I don't think they'll get fooled. I mean, they, uh, they're pretty veteran back there. But uh, that would be my question mark against the Arizona's can the Bison defense hang in there? Yeah, and that's the thing because for Arizona, we saw them week one against San Diego State. Their offense looked great. Jan Delora was fantastic. Jacob Cowling was unguardable. The running game was effective. Then they come out the next week against Mississippi State. Delora's not as good. The offense isn't as successful. And they kind of wonder, okay, who is this Arizona offense? Are they, if they're an elite type offense or a better than average offense, do they have the type of skill, position, talent, you know, at receiver and even at running back to maybe give this Bison defense problems? Because, you know, if Delora's on his game, he's Pac-12 freshman of the year, reigning Pac-12 freshman of the year. Cowling's one of the best receivers in football. They got other weapons too. So does Arizona have the look of a type of offense that can give North Dakota State some trouble? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, speed kills. I mean, they'll give any defense uh, trouble. I, I I watched that game last week against Mississippi State. And, again, I'm training myself to stay up late, you know, here in the central time zone. Um, Eight o'clock starts. Wow, that's that's 10 o'clock <laughs> guard time, fellas. Um, but uh, I, was, I was impressed by their team speed. I thought their old line had a subpar game. And I think uh, Jetfish said as much on his Monday presser that uh, they just didn't meshes like like he wanted them to um so you know to me it's going to come down to arizona speed versus ndsu's physicality simple that's football for you right yeah like yeah. it's like strength yeah. versus strength strength versus yeah. whatever it is and it's still so early in the season we can't entirely be sure of you know of who each of these teams are of course north dakota state has the track record though and what they guess Guess winning the championship last year doesn't mean they're that good this year, but the assumption is they are. Just like Arizona won a game last season doesn't mean they're going to be that bad this year. But until proven otherwise for both these programs, it's like, okay, who are you? I'm just kind of looking at this game big picture. It's kind of a big game for Arizona in so much that they're playing a good team, and I think most people have them as an underdog going into this one. If not, it's just a toss-up. It's a pick em. How yeah. is this game being viewed for North Dakota State? Because, like you mentioned, Arizona's probably not going to overlook NDSU. They lost to NAU a year ago. There's no lesser team than Arizona in college football. But how does North Dakota State see this game? Oh, it's huge. I mean, this is the first FBS game in six years since Iowa. So that by itself is just a big deal. You know, in the fan base, I think the fan base generally is getting a little tired of going to Frisco every Fargo. I know Frisco better than South Fargo because I've been there more often you know, to the title game. So, um, and, and so it's different, you know, and it's also Arizona and maybe a lot of your listeners don't know, but like I said, we live way North and the winters up here, uh, there's, it's nothing short of brutal. I mean, it, you can have, you know, um, a week or two where it doesn't get above zero and it just takes your breath away and you wonder why we live here, but there's a lot of people places in Arizona. And if, if you don't, if you don't, have one there you know somebody that does or uh there's just a mass exodus of winter winterizing people that, 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 that head to the desert i mean that's just why not and so you're going to see a lot of fans down there you will i mean i, I would doubt there'd be ten thousand bison fans at, at arizona stadium um you know this team does travel well their fan base travels well it's, it's the pro team in north dakota for football uh the you know the closest nfl team is the vikings four hours away but this essentially is the show for football in this area of, 
three, four hundred thousand people up and down the valley. So, and, and it's a state school. I mean, there's a big alumni base in Arizona too. My son just moved there. I mean, people move there. <laughs> you know, imagine that moving to a warmer climate. And uh, so it's sort of a natural place where people from North Dakota and this part of the country go in the winters. I, I've golfed a lot of golf in your area, man, I, I, in the Phoenix area. I love it. I, I have probably golfed, I don't know, 15, 20 courses. So, and there's, there's a lot of people like me, put it that way. Well, so as that, as that potentially 10,000 strong herd of bison migrate from, from North Dakota to, to sunny Arizona, Southern yeah. Arizona, uh, we got to get you on the record, Jeff. What What's your uh, prediction for how this game is going to play? You said it's going to be NDSU's physicality versus the speed of Arizona. I don't yeah. think either. I think both teams are actually taking this game pretty darn seriously on both ends. Um, you know, what's your um, call? I, I'm on the. Uh, I'm on. We have a, a pregame show statewide, so I got to wait for my pick until then. I've been, you know, my 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 bosses is my TV station and my newspaper. It's the same company, so I got to. They said, just don't say anything until then. I said, I won't. <laughs> however, we'll embargo this pick, right? However, it's embargo yeah. until Saturday. However, after the Iowa game, let's just say I, I swore never to underestimate this program against the Power Five. You know, because I everybody usually picks the Power Five team. And um, and they've won, what, five in a row against the Power Five or something like that? Um, like I said, they've, they, they're nine and three against the FBS. It's a tough team for power five teams to play because it's a different style of play. It's just, it's, you know, it's not wide open. It's a, it's a, it's a basic physical game and we'll see if they can do it again. If not, if, if Arizona matches that and their speed could be a long night for the bison. I will say after the NAU game, like conversely, after the NAU game, I swore to never, underestimate the fcs opponent too <laughs> right. so we're two sides of the same coin here uh jeff Colpack, from communication north dakota state university football beat right you can find him on twitter at, at Colpack in forum jeff we appreciate the time and let's hope for a, at least a fun game saturday right where both teams yeah. have fun it'll be a fun game thanks for having me guys all right thank you and we come back we'll give you our thoughts on the big game saturday we're back and thanks again to jeff Colpack for providing that insight brett because like i know we <laughs> North Dakota State kind of has this aura, doesn't it? Like, once this game was on the schedule, everybody's against, like, wow, North Dakota State. And even just, like, why would people schedule them? Nine of the last 11 FCS championships, the playoff, they have their actual playoff, a good playoff. So, like, they, this is a really good program. Of course, we know from year to year, college football, you're not the same. And yet, nine of the last 11 years, they've been the best team in FCS. I get that. I really do. And I understand that they play tough, hard-nosed football. That they got a fullback. They got a monster tight end. I, I understand that. And I just can't help but think that we're kind of deifying North Dakota State as this amazing program that, when you think about it, they haven't played an F, uh, FBS team since 2016, right? So, like, they yeah. haven't had to play anyone even on Arizona's level in six years. Like, do we really know for sure that they are that team? You know, I'm just not, I'm not sold on it myself. I think that that level of consistency is worth being nervous about this game for. Oh, sure, sure. I'm not um, like saying Arizona's going to blow them out necessarily, but I, I don't see why Arizona can't beat them. No, I think that's fair. I think Arizona, in terms of raw talent, is the more talented team, despite their North Dakota State's clear track record of putting guys into the NFL, right? 
um, better better in recent years than Arizona has. But I'm also confident that this year's Arizona roster has you know more than a couple of future NFLers on it, right? Um, so it's it's a question of in my mind how the game plays out, and it's it's really going to come down to you know three things at most in my mind. It's going to be can Arizona stop the run? Can Arizona establish the run? And can they get big plays? Right? It's 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 nothing more complicated than that um, because they're gonna they're gonna try to power run the ball down our throats. They're gonna play a a, a, a defense. You know, the Tampa two is kind of a you know it's your for those of you play, that play Madden. It's basically your you know your four three with a two deep, two deep safeties and drop everybody into zone. Right? So can Arizona um, match their their big fellows up front on the lines? I think there's the ability to do that. Um, you know, we'll see how the the offensive line I think does against that that defense, especially in terms of opening up holes uh, for, for the running game. Um, but like, this might be the game. This might be the the speedy Luke game, right? Because there's no one North Dakota State's going to have that's going to be. I mean, there's no, there's very few teams that have his speed for that if you get him the ball in space in the right spot. So I think it's going to be a question of execution on the, on the lines and then the schemes to get the big plays for Arizona. Um, you know, I, I do, I do fear that they're, uh, you know, as Jeff talked about, um, if Arizona has a big play early, they, hopefully they don't rest on their laurels. Like some of those teams passed, but I don't think Arizona has done it consistently enough to where they could or should. Um, I'm actually almost more concerned about Arizona getting the ball run down their throat, a few drives and, you know, some dumb mistake, like a fumble and get down early. And then does that derail that confidence uh, you know, that you were talking about, but I, I, the game is certainly winnable, but I think it's going to be the, you know, it's going to be a real test for the, for this Arizona team to close out the non-conference. Yeah, no, I, it is an, a test because to me, and I wrote about this for AZ Desert Swarm, I think Arizona should win this game and I get the rebuild isn't over. It's not complete. Arizona is a season and two games into this Jed Fish era in terms of the rebuild. But if you're a reasonably decent Pac-12 team, and I think we both agree that Arizona is probably middle of the road. You know, they're probably not the worst team in the Pac-12 this season. They'll probably they could finish this season anywhere between like four and seven wins. It wouldn't be a total surprise. But this is a game that you win then, because you probably do have more raw talent than the opponent. And when I look at this game, I it reminds me of the San Diego State game so much that if Arizona can get out to an early lead, what can they do? I don't imagine North Dakota State will quit maybe like San Diego State kind of did. San Diego State couldn't throw the ball in that game. But I'm not so sure North Dakota State can or wants to. They certainly don't want to throw the ball. But if yeah. Arizona can force them into putting the ball in the air, maybe not handing it off to Hunter Lebke, you know, the big fullback who be still your heart, I know. But <laughs> if they can force them out of their comfort zone, like Arizona can play, they could happily run the ball, but, and they can throw the ball. They can you know, spin it around, toss it all over the field. Can North Dakota State do that? And I don't, I'm not sure they can. Now, Grant, I don't know them very well. That's why we had Jeff on to talk about them. But it just doesn't sound like that's their style. Can they win a different way? And they haven't played a team, not that Arizona's the best team in you know, FBS, but they haven't played an FBS team in six years, that program. So in terms of like a measuring stick, we don't know where they are. Like you, it's easy to assume that they would be a middle-of-the-road Pac-12 team. I think I've seen that out there. And maybe they would be. But we haven't seen them have to show it. You know, just like we yeah. want to see Ari- have Arizona prove that they are an improved squad from last season, if we're going to say North Dakota State's as good as Arizona or better than Arizona, 
Why? Like, what is because they're the best in FCS? Like, that's good. Yeah, championships are championships. But there's a different type of athlete. And Jeffy was talking about the types of players they go and recruit, the types of people they bring in. They're not on the level of what Jed Fish has brought in in this class. They're not on, and hopefully they're not on the level of what Kevin Sumlin had brought in. <laughs> because if that's the case, then Arizona should be the more talented team. And generally speaking, the more talented team wins the football game. Well, and I, you know, when you were, you brought up the, they haven't played in FBS schools since 2016. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm no mathematician, but that tells me that uh, unless there's some real weird fluky COVID and redshirt rules out there, I don't think anybody on this NDSU roster would have ever faced uh, an FBS power five sort of transfers ever if they've had some transfers. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Which I, and maybe they have, but, but you know, if they're just in, in their traditional kind of like what, what Jeff was talking about of, you know, offering half scholarships and develop, you know, take some chances on some guys and develop them. Um, it, you know, there might be a little chance for Arizona to, to blitz them with their speed a little bit. Uh, and the other, the other things I'm, I'm really curious heading into this, you know, they're going to try to power run the ball one of the strengths of the Arizona roster um, that we thought coming into the season and so far has generally been true. Arizona's defensive line is, it doesn't just have some decent starters, but it has some depth. You know, TSA is going to be a game time decision. So some of that depth rounds out for the year. Uh, but there's other guys that are, you know, at least they're large and capable bodies. You know, I, uh, Kungaika, if I pronounced it right, the walk on that got a scholarship already, you know, see if some of those guys get rotated in more. I'm also very intrigued to see if, um, uh, Johnny Nansen tweaks with the starting lineups at the linebacker spot or even throws in, you know, some more three linebackers instead of the the two linebacker kind of sets. Uh, maybe this means more um, Ammon Allen type guys out there rather than Colby Cage, who, you know, looks pretty great against San Diego State, didn't look so great against Mississippi State, and he's a little smaller. I think, um, you know, Jacob Manu, I think, has been getting on the field and moved up on the, the depth chart, but he's a true freshman. Is you know, is that is he the right guy to go up against an NFL type linebacker as a true freshman uh, or, or uh, an NFL fullback against a, a true freshman linebacker? Right. I'm curious to see if there's some adjustments made there. Um, you know, Christian Young, I'm going to expect is going to be spending a lot of time in the box and daring him to pass. You know, Arizona has good corners, so this might be a game where they, you know, say cover your man, man up and we're going to and we're going to load the box. Right. There's going to be some 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 chess moves that are going to get made. Well, you dare Ari- them to throw the ball. Oh, yeah, you, you do. You load the box and you dare Cam Miller to beat you with his arm. Like, he's completed 13 passes on the season. He's thrown 21 over the course of two games. <laughs> Their leading receiver has three catches for 44 yards. I guess if, say, Jack, Zach Mathis there has two catches for 71 yards. But in terms of receptions, their leading receiver has three. And, yes, they, can, they spread the ball around. But is this a team that can beat you <laughs> through the air? And I'm not so sure they can. Now, watch Arizona ends up t- getting a lead and ends up being like a 45-40 game that North Dakota State wins with Miller throwing six touchdowns. I, I, of course. But until they show they can do that, do everything you can to make them. You know, And if that ball's in the air, when you have a Christian Roland Wallace, when you have a trade in Stukes, you have an Isaiah Rutherford, who guys who are capable corners, if not good cornerbacks. Jackson Turner's been around the ball a lot late, you know, to start the season. You know, watch a turnover happen. And those types of big plays go the other way. Like, Arizona's gotten turnovers. I just, <laughs> I obviously, Arizona can't overlook anybody, especially this team, you know, especially this program. And I don't think they will. I think that's an easy message for Jed Fisher, that coaching staff, to get Even for the players, all what, 50 new players on their roster that weren't part of the team that lost to NAU last season, everyone knows that they lost to NAU. NAU was not a good team. 
and Arizona lost at home. So it shouldn't be too hard to be like, hey, you got to bring it in this game, especially after what happened last week. But it's another night game. It's going to be a late one for North Dakota State. It's probably going to be warm. I think it's back in the 70s. I know it's an 8 o'clock kickoff, but it's still probably going to be warm for North Dakota yep. State. You know, could that wear on them? Maybe. And that's where if you're Arizona, if you stay in this game, I know they think that the longer than Jeff said, how I think the Iowa game when they won, it was like a close game in the fourth quarter. They just wore them down and won it in the fourth quarter. Could it go the other direction in a game like this, in that type of environment? Very much so. If a very confident Arizona team has a three-point lead or is tied going into the fourth quarter and has the ball, do you not think they're going to be able to win that game? Do they think they're not going to be able to win that game? Of course they're going to think they can win that game, and they just might. So it strikes me, I, I'll give my prediction, I have 31-17 Arizona. I think it's a type of game that Arizona is going to look good in. I really do. I think the Arizona athletes, their speed in their home stadium, their size on the skill positions, and even at cornerback is going to make plays. Jacob Cowan's going to get open. T-Mac's going to be open. Dorian Singer's going to be open. And I think they'll have a good game plan defensively to limit what North Dakota State wants to do. I really do. I think Arizona wins this game in a surprisingly comfortable margin. That's interesting. I I, I think the game is going to play out somewhat similarly um, I think that the challenge for Arizona is going to be maintained that when they're going to keep running the ball down the throats uh, of the Arizona defense. I, I do think that Arizona, I, I don't know if they're going to score 31 points, not because I don't think Arizona is capable of it, but I think there might be some game, you know, trying to control the clock in terms of play calling with longer sustained drives than the occasional shots for touchdowns. Uh, I, I, I tend to agree that, uh, that Arizona is going to win and they're going to win somewhat comfortably but I'm going to give a, a, a weirder score prediction. I think it's going to be 24 to um, to 16 with the, the touchdown coming late uh, as as the Bison start to move the ball better. I think Arizona is going to who's touchdown coming gonna, late? Uh, North Dakota. I think they're going to have field goals, field, three field, field goals, goals and a touchdown. Yeah, I think they're going to. I think they're going to get the, the Arizona defense is going to stiffen up. Uh, they're going to wear down a little bit towards the end in the second half, uh, and that's when North Dakota State's going to get their touchdown. But I, I, I think Arizona's defense has shown that they have the ability to stiffen up and, and not and break. I think they have the depth to maintain it, and I think Arizona's going to game plan around trying to control the clock, which will keep the overall scoring down. Well, it's interesting you have three field goals being made. Looking at NDSU's stats, they had their kicker, Will Cardinals, 0 for 2 kicking field goals on the season. Well... You know, <laughs> never never leave the game in the hands of the college kicker. Adam. Right. But that's why it's such an interesting game, too, because statistically, North Dakota State is not that impressive. They just, they win. You know, they score just enough points, and they beat you with solid football, as Jeff was saying, and that's effective. That can work. There's nothing, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win, so they don't care. They're not trying to put up the stats. Arizona, of course, is trying to win, but they can do so by putting up stats. So it just strikes me as a type of game, and, you know, hopefully I'm not eating my words. I'm We're both 2-0 and in terms of our picks, where we think we're going to win or lose with Arizona. This is our first time that, well, First time since the last time, but we predicted. You know, we'll see. I, but I'm, am I confident? Yes, I think Arizona wins this game. Would I? I no, I'd be shocked if they lost. I'm not going to hedge it like that. I think Arizona should win this game. I think Arizona will win this game. I think they have enough skill this season. I think, like you said earlier, Brett, there is NFL talent on this roster, and it's just another game experience. It's Jay Delore with another game, another week of practice with T Mac and with Jacob Cowing, with Keon Burnett, with Speedy Luke, how you mentioned, you know, with Jonah Coleman. With DJ Williams, like there's enough talent on this roster where I think the further they get in this season, the better they're going to get. 
more comfortable they're going to get with each other and in this offense. And, of course, we should probably expect Jay Delora to take off at least a couple of times in this game, too. That would be a shock if he doesn't. So hopefully we're right. Hopefully Arizona comes through for us and wins this game because if they do, they finish the non-conference 2-1. and one. That's not bad. You know, you would take them, especially with Cal and Colorado, to start the conference play. If Arizona can get out of this non-conference 2-1, and one, be hard not to feel pretty good about them going forward. Yeah, if if you win this game, you're uh, where the new the new goal is that the floor should be bowl eligibility, right? There's enough winnable games. You've established yourself as a decent enough team that you should be able to get to six wins, and you feel pretty good about it, especially with the soft start to the schedule before the slog of death through the Pac-12 in the middle of it, and finishing up with you know the. <laughs> I can't wait for, uh, like Justin Spears said on the show a couple of weeks back, like a five-win Arizona team going into the Territorial Cup. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's win this one first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this game is 8 o'clock. Again, another late one at Arizona Stadium on Fox Sports 1, FS1. I think it's the same broadcast crew as last week that was not in the stadium. But, you know, what can you do? Arizona, North Dakota State. We'll see what happens, and we'll talk about it, of course, next week. But, Brett, I think that's going to do it for us. On this week's show, thanks again to Jeff Kolpak for joining us and sharing his insight into North Dakota State because it's such an interesting, like, it's a quality program and a really interesting matchup for Arizona. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ. Probably not doing much to the games because Wildcat Radio is at the games and the Wi-Fi connection is just awful. Like, cell phones just don't work at Arizona Stadium. (laughs) So that's why it might be a little bit more quiet during the game this Saturday. Uh, you find us on iTunes, on Spotify. If you're on iTunes, subscribe. Give us a rating and a review. We will read that review on the air. I don't think we have any new ones for this week, Brett, but hopefully hopefully in the future because, guys, we we love it. Just give us a Tell us what you think. Yeah. Like Adam said, tell us what you think. Yes, we want to hear. You. Thank you for confirming. It was a good ad. Yeah, was that, was that good? <laughs> so, everyone, make sure you guys have a – a good week. Hopefully Arizona gets the job done Saturday. But whatever happens with Arizona football and the rest of Arizona athletics over the next week, we will talk about next week. So until then, remember to bear down. Bear down.